This is your boy Manny, and this is Talking Sports with Manny. Let's get it. So, guys, I got a special episode for you guys today. I have a special, special guest. Um, this guy right here was a top 100 player coming out of high school. Uh, he's a four star recruit, um, chose Oklahoma. So he's going to talk about his experiences uh, in high school as well as his first season with Oklahoma. Uh, when this guy was in high school, man, he averaged 16 points, 11 rebounds, six blocks. Um, awesome, awesome guy from Abuja, Nigeria. Um, just brings a lot of energy to the game. And I really like the way that Daddy plays. So, guys, hope you guys enjoy this uh, interview. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the interview with Victor Iwoka, freshman wing, Oklahoma Sooners. Let's get it. The first question is, why did you choose Oklahoma? Um, it was just, it was just the coaches, man. I just, um, I took a visit there, you know, I just, I just loved it, you know, just, they just kind of work on me, you know, and they felt, they made me feel, they made me feel home. So I just, you know, I just liked it over there. Okay. That's great. That's great. So I know that you was born in Abuja, Nigeria. Um, did you grow yeah. up here in America? Nah, I was, um, nah, I came here, I came here around, around 14. 14. Okay. So I pretty much grew up okay, in Nigeria. Good, good. Yeah. So did you play high school ball here? I did. Okay. I did. And yeah. uh, it was in Sulphur Springs, Texas. I believe. Tough experience. Okay, tell me yeah. about that experience. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was just a small, small town. You know, everybody kind of knew knew each other, and you know, and um, basketball wasn't basketball wasn't really big over there. Too. Me and my brothers got it, and you know, we just kind of, you know, made it made it more popular to people. And you know, I played by I played there for three years, and then I was homeschooled my okay, senior year. Okay, good deal. So, how did the homeschool go? Like. What was that process like being at home and then having to play ball? Yeah, it was just, you know, I finished my eight because I already had surgery when I going to my freshman year. So I had surgery. So, um, you know, and then my um, junior year was kind of like my breakout year. That's when I had a lot of offers, you know, to play college basketball. So and then my senior year, you know, we was just kind of I, sh- I need to rest my knee because I played a lot of basketball yeah. with it. So, you know, I really had surgery, so I needed some breaks. So I just, I just kind of used that to just, you know, take care of my body and just walk out and lift and just get okay. stronger. Because, you know, just playing high school basketball my senior year, it just wasn't, you know, wasn't important. Because, right. You know? Now, bro, I've seen yeah. some highlights on you and they have you listed, uh, like, like they have you listed at uh, six, seven, and you're about, what, yeah. 240? But, no, I'm about to Okay, so would you classify yourself as a small forward or a power forward? You know, it's just right now for my team. I'm, you know, I'm I'm a power forward. You know, hopefully, just you know, just kind of building that and just get my game better. You know, hopefully, you know, by the, you know by the time maybe I graduate from college, you know, I can be able to develop my game to a small forward. You know, because you know, if I want to play the next level, I would you know have to be a small forward or, right you know power forward right. either one you know like the NBA yeah. is changing you see a lot of small forwards playing the four 
you know, it's like yeah, the game has changed from yeah. now, like wing defenders or you know, three and D. If you can defend, yeah. if you can shoot yeah. that shot, you have a place in the league. So yeah, that's where the game is going. Right. But I saw the size right. of your arms, man. Like you can probably scratch your legs without even bending. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I just you know I gotta I gotta you know just I'm just kind of long you know and just just you know athletic I'm athletic so it's kind of it's kind of easier for me to you know guard like guards and big so it's I mean you know you don't like for me it don't matter so just I just gotta you know develop that shot where I can just get it and knock knock it down you know that's that's right. pretty big. That's awesome. Off. So besides Oklahoma, who yeah. was like your like your like your top four teams? That you had top an option what? to uh, go and uh, visit. You top said top what? In college. Yeah. 14? Yeah, top four. Or four. Or top four. Okay, I had, I made my, uh, I made my top 10 and then I cut it down to okay. top five. So it was, uh, it was Oklahoma. Okay. Baylor. Texas Tech. LSU. Okay. okay. And I saw rumors that it came close to Baylor and Oklahoma. Yeah, now it really came close to. It was Baylor. It was it was either Baylor or Texas Tech or you know Oklahoma. So I took a visit on those three schools, and you know, like I said, I just felt I just felt welcomed by Oklahoma, and that's why my you know my heart you know wanted me to go. So I just you know I just and my parents, and my family here is big or you yeah. fan, so it's only right. That's I just awesome. you know. Awesome. And yeah. one thing that I do know is that Oklahoma is a big school. I like a lot of these schools. That was trying to get you are all big schools, but Oklahoma man, you know Trey yeah. Young, you got Blake Griffin and yeah. the rest of them. So, you know you can be yeah. that next great coming out of Oklahoma. Right now, let me ask you this: Yes, sir. What do you think is your is your is your strength? Like, what do you do best? What um, is my strength? Is um, you know, I'm just an I'm just an okay. energy guy, man. You know, but once I get on the court, I don't I just don't care who you are. I'm just gonna give you all my heart. I don't you know I don't trying to you know play soft you know i'm always give you my hardest and just you know defensively i'm gonna do whatever block shot if it's guarding big guarding guards right. it don't matter to me it's just i'm just aggressive you know so yeah now speaking yeah. of block shots man i saw something crazy i don't know if this was a typo but when i looked up your high school stats it said six blocks a game <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah man high school yeah i used to, you know they play because you know high school is just like you like six, seven in high school. Obviously, right. you're gonna be the big because they don't they don't have a lot of big. So like you know, I would just you know that's why I kind of you know I kind of regretted why because I wanted I if I would if I would have like you know played mm-hmm. more outside in high school, it would have kind of helped my game a lot better just being right. an outside player. But you know, coaches just wanted to play right. big and you know so he, you know I just stay independent. You know, God bless me with a right. jumping ability. So I just you know I just see that's right. my advantage. And uh, you see guys like Zion, right? In high school, although yeah. he was big, the way that his coach used him was, yeah. you know, more of like a ball handler, you know, pushing a break. Yeah. So there's some guys that, you know, based on system, are used all around. You know what I'm saying? So, right, right. I mean, look at uh, Kevin Garnett. I mean, sorry, not Kevin Garnett, uh, KD. When KD was in college, yeah. he was used as a big, you know? <laughs> yeah, he was playing like a yeah. guard. You know, so. <laughs> So now it's just, it's just amazing where the game's going and how, you know, people are being used and schemes and things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, man, just, you know, now, the like you said, the NBA is just, you know, a whole different, you know, game style now where, like, every, like they, they want big shooting now. They don't even want big setting exactly. Japan no more. <laughs> it's crazy, you know. They, they just want they just want you to open that court and everybody spread out and be able to knock right. the shot. So, like, you know, now it's like bigs are 
go, dribbling, going crazy, you know, but when like high school, you know, they're not, they're not gonna right. let you do that. And and my high school team was like, we had a lot of guards, so like, you know, I wouldn't say I wasn't the best ball handler on the team, so it's only right, right. Team, you know. Right. So, so yeah, you know, just 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 uh, just continue to just work on your game and you know in your private right. time, you know, work on things that you know right. you want to get better at. Now let me right, ask right. you this: Now, coming off the bench your first year in uh, Oklahoma, you know, a lot of success, yeah. you know, energy guy, you know, blocking shots, dunking the ball, you know, bringing that energy. You know, moving on into the yeah. second uh, season, what do you expect? Man, I just you know I had a good talk with my coaches too. Also, you know, they, you know, I just, I just, you know, they talked to me about it. You know, just next year, you know. We have a, we have a senior that graduated, you know, and I will have I will have a chance to replace that guy, and they will you know just want more energy from me, and just you know be focused like I always like I'm always doing energy right. every time off on the court, and just you know just a, just hopefully a, a big year. I'm just hoping for a big Absolutely. year, you know. And, you know, just keep building. You know, you know, year two and year three are the most important years for a right. college player because you know some guys right. want to you know play one year and one and done and one and done. Out, yeah man i believe in developing your game coming out when you're ready you know it's right. not what the agents are talking about it's not what right. are talking about it's when you know you're confident in your game and you know you're ready you've you know developed yeah. and learned a lot of different skills um so right so next year you're gonna push for that starting position <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh yeah, and, and if not, you know, any minutes that you receive, you know, come out there and play like a starter. You know, it doesn't really matter if you're starting or coming off the bench. It's about the impact, right? You know, uh, this past season I watched a lot of Louisville games and I saw the way that some of these freshmen, you know, they came off the bench and really had, you know, had that impact. Yeah, that's my boy Sam, man. Yes, sir. You know Sam? Sam, which uh, Sam, Sam Williamson? Sam Williamson. Yeah. Yes. He played. Uh, he played for Louisville. Wow. He was the light skin. He was McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that guy. I I caught a glimpse of him uh, in high school. Matter of fact, when I was looking you up, yeah. I saw him in a highlight, and uh, this guy was explosive. Yeah, he he is baby Tatum. <laughs> he is. He is. And nah, he he's gonna he's gonna have a breakout year next yeah. year. You know, it's just kind of like my situation. You know, they had they had you know you know they had this Nigerian Jordan Orr. He was. Um, yeah, number yeah, thirty-three. He played. He played there. Yeah, and you know that that is she's a he's yeah. good. So you know, and he was pretty much playing the same position as Sam. Right. So Sam, you know, obviously not gonna see that do that for for Sam. You know, so absolutely. You know, it's just it's just that growth. It's just that growth. You know, sometimes you know you might come in even if you're better than somebody. It's like coaches make yeah. you earn those minutes. They make you earn. Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't been there. They didn't, yeah, those players didn't been there so long. You know, they've been there so long, and coaches like trust them. You know, you just right. Yeah, man. It's just you know trusting the process, man. Like you know, just stick with it. And you know, I wanted to get you on this interview before you became a household name. I, there's no doubt yeah. in my mind that you're gonna be a household name. But you know, when people talk to me, I say, yo. I talked to him first. I got that first interview before he became a household name. So, you know, I really yes, appreciate it. So, before I'm we get off here, I just want to ask you, who do you think is your top five at your position of all times? So, out of all the small forwards, yeah, power forwards. Okay, let's let's do two. Who's your top five small forwards of all time? Top five small forwards. Ah, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> like that. I'm not that guy that just, um, you know, like, but... 
um, you know, he's crazy. Now you don't even know who he's playing small forward at this point. Everybody's like, I'll just say, I'll just say wing. I just call him wing. Okay, well, I say, um, well, obviously Kevin Durant. You know, you can't go, you can't go, you can't go wrong with him. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, who else? I like Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, that's another good one right there. Um, what is the name? Vince Carter. Vince Carter was a three, right? Yeah, he was a three. Yeah, Vince Carter. The best leaper to ever leap in the NBA. Boy, it was a beast. <laughs> Boy, it was a beast. I swear, I just, I, I watch him every time. I'm like, dude, I want, I just want to be this guy. He's dunks. Right. Yeah, he is. He's amazing. Like, the way that he can finish over bigger people. There was a dunk that just I Just dunk, just... Just, just put it on your head, like <laughs> you know. Alonzo Morning went up, put both of his hands up in the air, and Vince Carter was able to jump up, body him, and dunk it <laughs> over. That dude, that dude, was, he, he, he probably got. I would say he's got the most dunk in the like craziest dunk in the NBA. Yeah. But then Black came in. Oh yeah, Kevin. Was, Kevin is just a whole different animal. Like Kevin yeah. took it to the next level. He has yeah. the ups. He has the length. He has the the skill. Okay, yeah, everything. He's an assassin, you know. Yeah. Okay, he, he's crazy. He he, he don't have to shoot it to score. He can just drive every time. He can just shoot every time. He can just whatever. Absolutely. All right, name. Can't stop. Name one player in the NBA that you're looking forward to guarding when you get to that level. One player. Yep. Ah, it's gotta be LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> hey, that'll be, be a good LeBron. matchup right there. Be, I can't wait, man. I can't, I can't, I can't wait till I hit that league. You know, and and I always tell people, you know, the way to make your mark in the league, regardless of your offensive skill, is when you come in. As long as you're playing defense, you're yeah. always gonna earn minutes. You know, there's a player from the uh, from the Orlando Magic, Weston Window, yeah. that I'll be interviewing, mm-hmm. you know, soon. And um, yeah. you know he's really sticking in the league right now with his tremendous defense. You know yeah. he had a great impact the last playoffs that went on, and you know out there guarding guys like Kawhi, you know knocking three, right. driving, slashing. So that's where the game is going, man. You play defense, you're on the floor. You knock down threes, you're yeah. on the floor. If you're versatile, you know you got to be able to right. do multiple things well. Right. Because you know? they already got like you know, what I tell myself like they got. A lot of people that can create their own shot, I like can make plays. Right. You know what I mean? Like he's saying that he said, "There's a lot of guards out there, but like, what can, what can somebody else do that can contribute for the team um, success?" You know what I mean? It's not about you know you can, you're not gonna shoot a good, a good percentage than you know Steph Curry, right. gives hot. You know what I mean? Exactly. Just you gotta do the odd like you know catch and shoot or play good defense and you know just rebound or whatever. Right. Just you know so and I know I got that. Like I know my defense like. I know my defense is good. Like, I feel like for me, I can, I can, you know, I can stop, I can stop whoever I put my mind to that's stop. Right. You know what I mean? You just, you just gotta have that mindset, man. And that's the attitude to have. Now, let me ask you one yes, more sir. question. This is the biggest question that I've asked you since we've been on this uh, uh, interview. Right. Are you willing to play for Team Nigeria? Are you that's, open to I'll, it? I'll, I mean, I mean, you know grew up from Nigeria, man. You can you, you cannot go wrong with your country, Thank man. You know what I mean? So he's always gonna be he's always gonna be an honor, awesome. man, just to you know play for my country. Awesome. So guys, you've heard it here. Victor says he is willing to play for Nigeria. Up up the uh up up uh, up Eagles. Up yeah. Eagles for up life, Eagles. man. <laughs> Nigeria for life. 
yeah, brother, yes, thank you so much for coming on this call. Man, no problem. Uh, man. Tell the people how they can find you on social media if you if you are on social media. Um, not a big social media guy, but my my Instagram is solid underscore two fifty, and then my Twitter my Twitter is solid underscore two five hundred. Awesome, awesome. Sir. Thank you so much, so guys. This is Victor Iwakor. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Uh, hey, I wish no you problem. much success this coming up season. And uh, yes, guys, sir. be looking out for this guy. He's an up and coming prospect that brings it every single time he touches the floor. Thank you, brother. No problem. I appreciate you. All right, man. now you have a good one. All right, you have a good one. Wild Week in Sports. Um, shout out to the players that was drafted uh, to the WNBA uh, last week. Uh, much power to them. Pray for success for all these um, uh, ladies coming out of college. Um, let's dive into the NFL, man. Um, I posted something on Twitter the other day, and it was pretty much to see, you know, what deals do people think are going to happen? You know, and uh, people came up with some pretty good scenarios. We know that the Washington Redskins are trying to trade Trent Williams, uh, but there's that back and forth between um, fighting, finding the right compensation versus is Trent going to be happy and is he going to get an extension? Because that's what he wants. Trent wants money. Uh, Redskins want to get the best compensation. You know, they're pushing for a first round pick, but that's probably not going to happen. So they're looking for a second, third round pick, maybe a pick and player combination. Um, you also have uh, guys like Malik Hooker. Um, you have guys like OJ Howard. Um, so pretty much everybody from the draft class of uh, 2017 that has one year left that was a first round pick that hasn't really panned out for their team those teams are trying to find compensation maybe those uh players have not been what the team has wanted so there's an option if the team do trade these players um, they can get maybe a second maybe third round pick and then start all over opposed to you know the fifth year option deadline is going to come some of these players are not going to get that fifth year option. So then there's um, speculation where the players can leave into free agency and you get no compensation. You might get a comp pick, but there's a formula based on who you sign, who you don't sign, uh, things of that nature. So that comp pick, even though the highest comp pick is a, is, a, is a third rounder, a lot of times you might not get that third round pick. So best option is one year left on a contract you try to trade them and see if you can maximize on compensation another name that has been floating out there is um leonard fournette you know he had a great season last year he caught more passes than he's ever had in his career uh, he was fairly healthy last year i think his problem has been um number one fit with the jaguars um and number two his health but he's a great back. Uh, he still has a lot of potential. Um, but if you've heard my my uh, podcast before, you know how I feel about running backs. Um, they don't get the respect that they deserve in the NFL. Um, pretty much, teams use them up during their during their um, during their rookie season, and after that, they kind of trade them or they let them go. 
you know, these running backs take a lot of beating. So they don't really get to, you really don't get to uh, get a back and feel like, you know, you have maximized, you know, their potential or, or what they have to offer. You see a guy like uh, Christian McCaffrey. He's been durable. He's had a great three seasons. Uh, he's a running back and a wide receiver. You know, he got paid. You know, sometimes it works out for these players. They go into the right system and they use the right way. They can maximize their earning potential. But when they go to a system that doesn't fit them, you know, they get traded. It does not mean that these players are bad players. It just means that, hey, it just didn't work. And the team does not want to invest time or money in these players anymore. So they cut their losses and, you know, trade them. Now, let's dive into what could happen before the draft and even during the draft. So some of these players that I've mentioned, um, a lot of them might be moved before the draft. See, what's going on is the physical. The physical is the toughest part. If you do trade a player before this draft, are teams willing to make the make the trade official without the physical? So that's a challenge right there. Another thing is teams are going to try and swing for defenses uh, in the first round. When these teams do miss out on the players that they want in the first round, they might be willing to trade a day two pick. For these veterans like Trent Williams and Malik Hooker, uh, Leonard Fournette, OJ Howard, the list goes on and on. There are lots of players out there that are looking for a trade. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, his whole situation is, has been a mess. He's been going back and forth with uh, the front office on social media, and it's very tacky. I've seen Redskins fans saying, hey, let's trade for Yannick Ngakwe. I'm like, no. When you trade for Yannick Ngakwe, what that means is, you're going to grab talent, but then you're also going to grab the baggage, the attitude, the wanting more money. What makes you think that he's not going to do the same thing he's been doing to the Jacksonville Jaguars for the Redskins or for any other team that do trade for him? So that's been the holdup. Compensation and is this a guy that fits our scheme, our system, and our locker room? Okay. Um, you also look at, um, you know, teams that are looking for an offensive tackle. Um, you got the Browns. Now, the Browns have been uh, linked with uh, Trent Williams. Um, there's multiple ways they can go. They can trade a pick and a player like uh, David Njoku to the Redskins for Trent Williams since they already uh, signed Austin Hooper, and I'm pretty sure they have other decent tight ends. Now, I've also heard rumors OBJ to the Redskins for Trent Williams and the Redskins absorbed that huge contract that the Browns gave OBJ. Now, I don't think this deal happens, but if the Browns draft, let's say Jerry Judy or CD Lamb, then I can see where they can trade OBJ. For the fact that OBJ has been there and has not been able to mesh with that offense. Um, they also say that he doesn't really mesh with Baker Mayfield's ego. A lot of times the uh, NFL teams, they they will choose and stand behind their quarterback over any skilled 
offensive player on the team. So if the Browns had to choose between Baker Mayfield and OBJ, they're going to choose Baker Mayfield just because of what they have already invested to draft him number one overall when they had other options. So Baker is the future, at least for now. You know, he's going to have another another three to four years to prove that he is the guy uh, before the Browns make a move. Um, lots of uh, interesting things can happen in a draft. I know Atlanta Falcons are looking at CJ Henderson from Florida, um, but they'll have to trade into the top 10. So what happens if Atlanta trades a first round pick and a second round pick to move up to number 10 to possibly draft CJ Henderson and the Browns move down to 16 where they can still draft a tackle. But if a tackle that they want is not there, they can still draft a receiver. They can they can hit other positions of need. Maybe they take that second round pick that they grab from Atlanta and trade that to Washington for a left tackle. Now, there's also speculation that the Jets are also looking at Trent Williams. You know, they could offer two thirds. They can offer one third. They can offer. I don't see them offering a second round pick. Like I said, things will become clear after the first round when you miss out on the players that you want and then you look at the players that are left is this veteran or player that's you know young with upside is this player better than um, the players that are left available now this draft is filled with wide receivers um you're gonna see teams uh draft wide receivers that probably probably weren't looking for wide receivers now let's get back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers So you have Tom Brady. okay. you have Mike Evans. You have Chris Godwin. You have Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, Cameron Braid, Ronald Jones, the second. And just imagine what they can still add to this offense in the draft. I still believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need a third receiver. Um, somebody in a slot, even though that their receivers are interchangeable, really. So I can see the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers drafting a guy like KJ Hamler or drafting a guy. I've even seen um, uh, somebody say Michael Pittman. <laughs> That's another talented, talented receiver. Um, just imagine the receivers that are going to be available in the third, fourth, fifth round. So you can still find talent. You can still find uh, guys that fit your system. So let's say that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do keep their their three tight ends. They can run a lot of exotic plays uh, to where you have, you know, three tight ends in there with their two super receivers, Brady. You got your running back. There's just so many things that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can do. Um, as of right now, with this trade, they are the favorites for the Super Bowl. I mean, Gronkowski, if he can give them half of what he gave them in uh, New England, this team is going to be very dangerous. People say, oh, Tom Brady's old. I get it. He, you know, his his uh, his his age is up there. But if they solidify the offensive line, they can really go far. They can really be scary on offense. And I also see the Buccaneers adding a running back to what they already have, whether it's early in the draft, middle of the draft or late 
in the draft. I, I do see them adding a wide receiver and a running back to what they already have. So that can make them even more dangerous. And now, I've heard um, rumors about the Redskins trading Trent Williams to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here's the problem with that. If you trade Trent to the Buccaneers, can the Buccaneers absorb that salary? Okay. Trent already has a nice, hefty uh, salary right now. Okay. And I've heard, why not trade Trent for OJ Howard straight up? Like I said, again, the salaries, they already have uh, tackles that they're already paying. So in order for this trade to go down between the Redskins and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers involving Trent Williams, Tampa Bay will have to give up one of their tackles back to Washington. Maybe, okay, but the, let's say a tackle from Tampa Bay, as well as OJ Howard, and maybe a third round pick to the Redskins for Trent Williams. Now, you probably ask yourself and say, well, why is Tampa Bay going to toss in a pick? Well, if Washington is going to absorb another huge contract, they should be compensated with an extra pick to make it work. But it's lots of speculations, man. I'm just talking. Um, lots can happen. Lots of teams want to trade down. I know the Vikings want to trade down. Um, um, the San Francisco 49ers are looking to trade down. They have a mid uh, a, a mid round, uh, mid pick in the first round, as well as a late pick in the first round, and they're willing to to uh, willing deal. Also, Matt Breida, he's on the trade block. Uh, they have a lot of holes, and they are strapped for cash. They're gonna have to pay uh, George Kittle real soon. So it's just a lot of things that can happen. Uh, people are gonna play their draft board to the T. Uh, I'm excited. One more day to the draft. I hope my Redskins draft Chase Young. Chase Young or nothing. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed this pod. Uh, Thanks for supporting me once again. um, If you guys could follow me on uh, Facebook, Talking Sports with Manny, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and IG. My handle is TS with Manny. Let's get it.